Hi, listeners. Thank you very much for tuning in again to the Steve Perryman podcast. I have uh, Howard in attendance and Tom, of course, as ever. Um, Howard's been to far off climbs, I think, since we saw him last. And I don't know, chaps, if you know this, but apparently this is the, um, what is it, the most depressing day of the year? Blue Monday. Blue Monday. Have you been aware of that, Howard? Are you are you blue? Are you? I know you're navy blue, but are you blue? Um, no, not particularly. And even though you're seventy, we've both hit seventy since yep. the last time we've been speaking. Yep. And this week, uh, Phil Holder is seventy, one of my best friends. And um, and I just want to add that I think I got a message. Well, Kim told me this that. Herself, that's my Kim and your Viv, don't want to be associated with the fact that we are both 70. So they don't <laughs> want to be put in the same bracket, if you know what I mean. And you, Tom, young Tom, are you are you are you happy with life? Can't, can't complain. Um, I'd actually booked Monday off. I booked a day off as a uh, as a recovery day from the North London derby. So um, I'm sure that segues nicely into where we're going to be uh, focusing on this evening. But well, you didn't. At least you didn't have to fly in from South Korea for the game to be disappointed. Very I'm true. sure. I'm sure that's happened. And from Scandinavia and from well, there's a there's a chap wherever. who flew in from um, from Texas, I think, who'd uh, who'd come over for his fortieth. I was reading about, and uh, he, he landed wow. the day before, and he was all psyched up and uh, first ever game at Spurs so um yeah you got to feel sorry for them very much okay so let's talk about that um you you two are the supporter element to this podcast I know I'm a supporter now but from afar and don't often go how do you look upon this game being allowed to not be played Howard you first very simply it stinks um in the Sunday morning, I had the TV on in the background all the time, Sky News, and they're coming up with things like somebody somebody connected to the Premier League and FA was looking into the fact and they're trying to cut down the amount of postponed games there are. Therefore, they're going to be tougher on things. Within half an hour, after the spokesman was basically saying, you know, this, can't, this couldn't go ahead, they're going to go ahead. And the, yeah. the only thing I give them credit for, they were honest. They didn't say we've we got four or five players with COVID. They said we've One. got a few injuries. Yeah, we've got a few injuries. We've got uh, other guys who are not fully fit, and a few more like a, like a bit of a holiday. So, if you don't mind, just call it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, every every team, every everybody knows every year in, in January is the African Nations Cup, and if you've yeah. got players in any of those countries that are in it. They're going to be going going away, but that must be part of your plans. Of it's not a surprise, Howard. That's what you're saying. It's not a surprise. So therefore, he used it and the injuries to other players as a reason for all game off. Play yeah. the kids. That's what the kids are there for. That's the opportunity they get. get. Yeah, absolutely. Tom, how do you see it? I think yesterday I was um, 
I mean, I mean the, the, the whispers came through on um, on on Friday night that Arsenal were going to look to get it postponed, and then Saturday they made the um, they made the application for it. Uh, and then obviously some. Um, sorry, sorry, probably a day or two out there. I think it was Thursday night they said they were going to look to postpone it. Friday, they uh, they made the application. Saturday, uh, yeah, it got announced in the afternoon that they'd been successful in the Premier League had authorised the postponement of the game. And um, it was just really disappointing, as Howard, as Howard says. Uh, you know, Afcon comes round. If you've got African players, you know, you know that it's coming round. You plan for it. You probably don't send two of your players out on loan the week before uh, when you're when you've already got kind of other issues and, and injuries. Um, and at the end of the day, Arsenal have taken advantage of a of a of a loophole, really, which says that uh, yeah, having ha- having read a bit more about how this kind of postponement in in the age of COVID works, so long as there's a COVID impact on your team, you can apply for a postponement. And and that's where the kind of wording is is too vague because yeah there was a COVID impact on their team because one player had COVID but that yeah. wasn't the reason that they needed to have it postponed it was because yeah. they had players out at Afcon they had injuries um, and therefore they made the application they chanced their arm and they and and, yeah. and for the Premier League who'd probably set a precedent or two with previous games um, allowed it. So um, yeah, big massive disappointment. Just because I think we were we, we still haven't been able to play Arsenal in a full full Tottenham Hotspur Stadium yet since the the new ground opened, um, and you know that even without thinking about all the kind of surrounding small businesses and uh, and everything else that gets impacted by um, yeah. by a game being being yeah. called off at short notice. Many it's many of the fans. It's more than a game. It's more than a game. It is, and, and it's I think travel. It's. I think a lot of a lot of the catering, it's all those extra bits. Yeah, it's very it's very easy to look at it as a as a kind of if if, if you're not a match going fan, you know, you kind of don't necessarily think about the every, everything that kind of comes with it, you know, and 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 everything that's going on on the day, and um and and you know how much joy going to the football gives to to, to so many people every week, and you know, it's all, yeah. there's just so many little things like that, as well as as well as the kind of more operational stuff, um and uh, yeah, and it just kind of just. It, it just it just felt pretty yeah. sour, to be honest. I mean, to make matters, matters worse, um, it seems to me that whenever any of these things happen, Arsenal are on the side of the... Whoever's going to get, get away with it, and we're going to be shafted. And afterwards, you, you know, you make the occasional Arsenal supporter quite decent. I know not often, but occasionally. <laughs> and and um, they say, yeah, it's a real shame that happened, actually, but, you know, it's, we've just got to move on, haven't we? Meanwhile, they've taken the three points that we could have had yeah. in those situations. And um, remember Lasagna Gate? Does it happen to yes. anybody else? Only to us does that sort of thing happen. Yeah, Last exactly. Were you, were, you, were you actually surprised that they put in for the postponement? for the? Yeah. yeah. I, I really was. I, w- I was amazed. But perhaps that's me being far enough away from my own playing professionalism type get what you can yeah. pinch an inch somewhere because it you know all those inches add up in the end but i i was i was sort of devastated that they even asked for the for the game to be off and and what about leeds tom what about their their reaction to it well you know they they glass. yeah they put out a team yeah they had they had uh, about two Premier League appearances in total across their bench uh, away at West Ham, and they um, 
you know, slight exaggeration, but you know, they they went and uh, got on with the game uh, and got a great result that did us a, a big favour as well. Mm. So um, I mean, that was probably the highlight of my weekend, to be honest. Seeing, uh, part, 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 part of my daughter's fifth birthday, uh, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, you know, and, and Wolves as well, you know, they were struggling. And, and at the end of the day, Arsenal could have put on, they could have put out a first 11 of, of, of sufficient quality to have gone ahead with the game. And then, you know, you feel that you, 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 you put your reserves on the bench. You know, they played an under-23s game the night before as well. Um, so they had resources. They just didn't have the resources they particularly wanted yeah. and were able to postpone the game to, to their advantage. But having said that, you know, when the game comes around again, hopefully we'll have a new signing or two. Romero, Son, Dyer back, who who weren't going to be playing. So um, hopefully it bites them on the arse. Yeah. Very, uh, yeah. Very bites them on the arse and all. Exactly. <laughs> mm, yeah. So, yeah, I, I was particularly disappointed. I, I've always, this may not sound great, but I've always seen Arsenal as a club with class. And... I'm sure I've said this before on the podcast that I think I've only been to Arsenal twice other than playing. And, and I've got to tell you, I was treated like a king and I, I, I'm not aware of how it happens the other way around. If Tony Adams comes to Tottenham for, to watch a game or something, how he's treated. But I, so I can only talk from my own situation and they come across uh, at board level have done in the past very classy and this this doesn't this doesn't reek of class does it no i can tell you lots of lots of security guys and, and those kind of sundry items that are unnecessary they often do work for tottenham and arsenal whichever one's going to be at home and i've always found talking to those guys who are right in the thick of things they they would say the arsenal directors are a class act and they always treat them very well the Spurs supporters are wonderful, but the Arsenal supporters and the consequent boardroom, they're, they're, yeah. they're not worth it. They're not good news. Yeah. Well, I, I, as a manager and a coach, I've been involved in various things, but not, not calling the game off for this particular reason. But when there's been injuries and when the ground could be unfit or not, you know, whenever there's been a push to get a game off for the wrong reason, it really hasn't worked. It mm. really has not worked. But it feels like it's the right thing to do, but it doesn't often turn out that way. So I hope that uh, is evident uh, this time. So Leeds did us a favour, eh? Yeah. Great result. Good, good game. Watch, mm. watch the second half. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, only, I only saw the goals, but carry on, Tom. Well, yeah, so, um, so I saw the second half as well and um, Leeds, just great, great spirit and they played really well, I think. And, um, and VAR had a oh, horrible hand in a disallowed goal at the end as well. You know, they should have had four. Um, uh, yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, letter, letter, letter of the law, it's a, it, it, was, it was a handball on the line by, um, by the, uh, I can't remember who it was, but um, yeah, great, great result for us. Mm. And the West Ham player looks like he's making strides, doesn't he? Gerard Bowen, yeah, he looks as though he's coming to the front a bit with goals and mischievousness in his play. Mm -hmm. I, I really am liking. I've mentioned him before on here, as have other people as well. But he does look to see as though he's he's on the rise, doesn't he? 
they've, they've definitely got something about them with Sam over the last couple of years, haven't they? They've got um, some very good, very good players who seem to be like enjoying playing together, and that's uh, the the danger to us, I guess, is that is is, an, is another threat to our top four yeah. Yeah. aspirations coming from coming from them now. Um, I mean, yeah, can't say I like them, but you can grudging, grudgingly admire the way they're um, they're, they're doing things. It's in our, in our own hands. How many, how many years have I heard that? It's in our own hands to actually finish top four, but it is. Yeah. yeah, very much so. Very much so. And now we're out of the Caribou Cup. Yeah. We've got to look at that fourth position and the FA Cup. So that's a, that's a home draw against Brighton. Yeah. I really like Brighton. I've seen some of their games and I think they are they're a very underrated team. So finishing it's a problem, isn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I suppose they're. I mean, they, but they seem to be doing things right, and I very much mm. like the young manager. I'm not sure how young he is, but uh, and there's a managerial change at Everton. Yeah, I don't think that's a surprise for anyone. No, the only thing I was thinking was there, Terry and other of my Spurs supporting friends felt feel that Conte is in danger of going any minute. If he doesn't Are they? Way. Are they? And Terry said to me today, but what would we do if he's got no, nobody to manage the rest of the season? I said, Rafa, suddenly available. <laughs> wow. There's mm-hmm. a shout. There you go. There's a shout. So, um, yeah. Um, talking about the two Chelsea games, um, people keep asking me, Steve, do you think it's right that a goalkeeper is the captain. And I know I've been out of the, the sort of hot seat for some years, but I have to answer that I think it's much more effective if the captain is in the middle of the field where the game is happening 360 degrees around him so that he can have an effect on stuff that a captain needs to be involved with. So... That's actually not disrespecting Loris because I think Loris has had a very good season and you two would know more about that than me. Um, but so he's, he's obviously an influence in the dressing room, obviously. Um, so that's where I think you can have a, a, a team captain and a club captain. The club captain with the, the experience, the knowledge, you know, he's won enough trophies, hasn't he, Loris? Doris. Yeah, sure. um, that, but you know, my point I make to people is, but if I tell you where I want the goalkeeper's voice to come or to lead, and that would be in the 18 yard box yeah. or whatever they call it these days, 16 meter box or whatever. And, you know, I, it doesn't matter whether I'm captain or not, but if the ball's hung up over my head, and Ray Clements or Barry Danes or Pat Jennings calls keepers, there is only one voice that matters in that penalty box, and that is the goalkeeper. And that's whether he's captain or not, because that is his domain. And I keep looking at the, of course, the first game we gave away two goals, didn't we? An own goal. And then, well, actually two own goals. Yeah. And the header that Tangana heads. Now, okay, it's a poor header. 
that heads on the back of Davis ends up in the net. I cannot see for the life of me why that is not the goalkeeper's. I do not understand why he's the, allowing a centre-back to head the ball from where he did. Yes. Um, Said that at the time. Was... Yeah, under no pressure. And, and in a game okay. where you... In a, in a game where you um just should not be giving away goals like that because it's hard enough anyway. And then we the two we conceded were totally avoidable. Totally they could, avoidable. They could have had more, but yeah. Yeah. So so if if it's going to be a, a backline voice, that voice should be double the normal voice in that type of situation. Is the goalkeeper's got the biggest eyes and therefore the biggest voice. Big eyes can see everything. Okay, he's got to spin his head, but only that much. Whereas a defender's got to be, be turning towards the goal and back out of the goal. The goalkeeper's got it all in his sights. He can see what's coming. Of course he can. And therefore, that, that should show itself in the, the quickness of decision and therefore the voice that, that follows that decision or leads that decision. So I, I felt really sorry for the young Tangana on that incident. I really felt sorry for him. So, um, but overall, I, I, overall against Chelsea, and of course they're a better team than us, aren't they? They're, yep. they're rightly so. They they should be. Um, okay, the manager's not been at it that long, but he's obviously a manager of some quality, as is ours. But our man hasn't had so long to put it together, has he? Yeah. And and we're we're all delighted with him and sure that he will i mean you know the league results are, are, are terrific so far so um you know he's keeping us in with a chance and a shout but um i just didn't think we really really competed with them and and i think that was shown by uh is it rudiger rudiger yeah rudiger, rudiger over two games no one got near him no one touched him he did all the touching to us. He did all the kicking to us. He did all the verbals. He did all the grabbing. He did all the pushing away from the referee. And that's where I'm saying, and I could talk from personal experience, that's where the captain is stepping in, as I saw, to a bully. Hmm. To a bully. That's when you've got to have your captain on site dealing with a bully. And I've got to tell you, and it's easy to say from my, the comfort of my house here at 70 years of age, but my focus would have been number one on Rudiger for what he's done to us in the past yeah. and what he's doing us in the future. You see, you see his attitude when he scored the goal, what he, what he was doing to our his facial expression to the, to the crowd? Mm. Wow. Wow. That's... You can't... You can't shake that man's hand when he leaves the field. You cannot. You absolutely cannot. So that's what worries me. And that's when I get a bit rolled when people call us Spursy. And when I want to stand up for my club, I say, well, yeah, I must have been Spursy then because I was there 19 years. But on those moments like that, and I've described other moments in Chelsea situations, the famous game where we were 2-0 up and the incident just before half time and etc. We just take a step back rather than taking a step forward. I'm not saying get sent off. I'm not saying be over aggressive, but be controlled aggressive. And that's 
that is something that I think that um, that our managers got to work on with, with the group as such, you know, uh, leadership, leadership in the dressing room, leadership in training days is different to leadership at the moment on the field. And I think there you need someone on, on call, on site, at it. So, um, so yeah. What about, um, this one passed us all by, what about Arsenal wearing the white kit? That was it's a big charity thing, isn't it? Is it Nottingham Forest, wasn't it? Uh, they lost at Forest in the white kit. And mm-hmm. you're right, Howard, it's something to do with stabbings and yeah. whatever. So it's probably a good motive. Yeah behind it but um and I didn't, something else. yeah i didn't see any of the um i didn't see any of the liverpool game where they got a very decent nil nil result despite yeah. being down to 10 men very early um but did they wear white there no i thought they just wore it for the forest game in the fa cup did they which uh, which didn't do them any favors based on the result but no. um that 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 really looked a strange decision to me, but um, what chaps, um, you know, the um, Djokovic situation in the tennis, what type of hotel did they call that where he was, where he was put? Is so it a quarantine hotel? Okay. Mm. Well, um, we were, I've been to Japan twice with the team, with Tottenham. Of course I worked there. But the second time we went, which was with Ozzy and Ricky, because they were the big lure to, to such countries, um, we had such, so it certainly wasn't about quarantine, but it was about uh, visas. Someone in an office had, had give us bad information and therefore we didn't have the correct visas. And so we had to stay in one of those hotels. I think it was for, for just one night but it could have been for maybe two, not three, but may, maybe the second night as well. So that, that's, not a, that's not a very nice situation when you're visiting this country that you've, having visited it once, I couldn't wait to get there again. And then all of a sudden you're- Hold up in a- You're like prisoners. Mm. You, you are like prisoners. So, but anyway, it soon got sorted out, but, um, but I, sort of, I sort of know how he felt, but, it's totally different circumstances and um yeah so i'm gonna do a couple of uh, appearances this week um one in hinkley and one in michelover which is near derby so i can't wait to um to be speaking to spurs supporter uh during those events um which I haven't done one for a little while now, so I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And we've been a bit quiet on the podcast front, haven't we, chaps? Um, mm. I did one with Alan Hudson on his podcast and use it for our own benefit. And also did a very interesting one for the Tottenham Tantrum podcast. And I think this is quite a new one. Um, and they asked the guest, which in this case was me, uh, to pick his sort of favourite game or a, a particular game. So I picked AC Milan for obvious reasons. And, uh, and they showed the highlights and then you talk through it. And within talking through it comes up about what did I think about Martin Chivers' long throw and how powerful were we on those long throws or near post corners and all of that stuff came up. So it was a very interesting 
one to be involved with. And and me and you have Tom have uh, have spoken about it that we may do something similar, not not so often, but we may do something similar in the future, might we? Yeah, get some of the other old boys on to chat through him as well. Yeah, absolutely. So. So, yeah, so we've got Leicester City on Wednesday and Chelsea on Sunday. Um, and also I got a very interesting um, communication today, and it was a picture of uh, the programme of my first game, which was against Sunderland, and my last game, which was against Everton. Yeah, 86. And Ray was on the front, Howard. Did I send it to you? Have you seen yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Ray was on the front cover. So Vivian sent a message back that said, you took a lady called, this is to you, Howard. Yeah. You took a lady called Deborah Wheeler. Yeah. To my my debut game. And yet Viv attended my last game, probably. Probably. Have you got anything to add on that, Howard? Guilty as charged. (laughs) (laughs) He's not even having an argument about it. So, um, so yeah, I don't know if you heard me, Howard. I'm going to Hinkley on uh, Wednesday and Michelover on Thursday. So I'm back in the swing of talking and giving people my opinion. So, um, so yeah. So, Tom, how old are you now that we're 70? Let's, let's talk about your age. Uh, I turn 40 in a couple of months' time. So, uh, so I, I was born in the um, year of the yellow FA Cup win. Wow, wow, good days. Yeah, but um, yeah, I've just got to say, just just seen by the way. We should um, Eric Lamella has just won the uh, Puskas Award for his uh, for his um, derby goal against Arsenal. Yeah. Rabona. has he? Yeah. So uh, well done. Congratulations to him. Miss him. Missed him quite a lot actually. He had a bit yeah. of get a bit of fight on the pitch, which he uh, certainly did. We uh, certainly could do with it at times this season. Who did you who did you think held their own against Chelsea player wise? <laughs> I'm inclined to go for uh... Harry. Harry Harry worked hard, I thought. Yeah, In the second leg, I thought Harry was very good. Yeah, I think he worked hard. I think yeah. he's he's settling into it now. So it seems. What do I know? Hoyberg, so I, I expect to be good. Lately, he hasn't been particularly good. Yeah, I think I think I, I come. I always come back to to him. Um, I think he needs to be released in midfield more by the centre backs. Yeah. So it, it's a it's a popular theme of mine. But I think he has too much work to do. And he goes too deep back to go and get the ball, which, yeah, I think that's a good point. Seems a bit of a waste. I, th- I think at times he sometimes seems like he's, like say, possibly stretched a bit in terms of what he's meant to be doing. Because there was one bit during the Chelsea game, uh, sorry, the first leg, where he didn't. It, it looked it looked quite horrific in real time. It looked like he was just. I can't remember which Chelsea player was running at him, but it was it was like a fifty fifty ball which he could have yeah. gone for, and he ended up kind of like looking like a space invader in the middle of the pitch, not yeah, waving his arms. And, um, and yes. it's like he wasn't sure whether to cover space or go and go for the ball. And yeah. in the end, and, and in real time, it looked really bad on his part that he just kind of hadn't, yeah, you know, he'd, let, he'd let the ball go. But that could well have been a, a symptom of him 
being asked to do too much or, or, or trying to do too much in the middle of the pitch at the expense of actually focusing on specific aspects of his game. I don't know. But, sure. But yeah, there was definitely a couple of times where he didn't cover himself in glory, but for, mm. could well be for that kind of reason. Yeah, we mentioned um, Harry there. Do you remember the the chance sort of that ran past the far post? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Harry just missed it. Yeah. That for me is the number one place to to get. Okay, there's never an easy goal. It still needs scoring. And actually, I thought he he did everything that he could possibly do to to reach that ball. But I still say if you put someone first on the first man to stop them heading the ball out, but maybe flicking it on yourself and someone running the back post, like the back door, that's where chances come. And um, I think one of the Leeds goals yesterday was that on that far post. And um, the the goal that got uh, Scotland through the World Cup qualifiers, but Tomine, he scored a, such an important goal in that position. But it's all about, you know, when, when, when commentators speak uh, in games, they talk about the right player in the right place. And, and yes, that, of course, that's right. But I'm adding the extra bit. The right player in the right place, thinking the right thought. And that's what a manager encourages you to to do by giving you the position particularly this far post position and thinking the right thought is it's coming it's not might come it's coming because if you you can only be positive enough if you think it's coming and when it does come guess what you're ready for it so um yeah bit of a bit of a lesson there for us again but um but yeah, so troops, thank you for listening. It's it's a shorter one this week, but uh, thank you for your involvement, Howard and and Tom. Pleasure. You're um, we're all back together again, and therefore next time we will meet up in person, Tom. It will be your birthday. Yes, <laughs> very good. It's gonna be fun, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 getting used to these little social events now and, and maybe the covid situation is going to be so much better by then so there, there won't be any doubt in it will there yeah i'd hope so hope so so thank you all for listening um come and see us next time hopefully there are at least some games on next time we speak to you and uh come on you spurs mm-hmm.